Welcome to the Aussie Bloggers Podcasts, brought to you by Tan and Amanda. Tan's from Write Your Cancer, and Amanda's from My Office Books, and you can find them both at Blogger Support for All. Join them as they talk about blogging and as they speak to a variety of Aussie bloggers who share their own stories, secrets, and successes about the world of blogging. And now, here's Tan and Amanda. Hi, I'm Tan from Write Your Cancer. Hi, I'm Amanda from My Office Books, and, and we're, we're from Aussie, Aussie Bloggers, Bloggers Podcast. Yeah, yeah, and we're in the same room this time, so we actually are in sync. <laughs> Which is awesome. It is. <laughs> and on Skype, we have today Zanny Louise, author and blogger. Welcome. Hi, thank you. How are you doing? Because it is 1am in the Netherlands where you are, I believe. That's right. So it's the middle of my night, but I'm quite fine. <laughs> oh, we're so grateful. And uh, so hopefully um, you're not going to fall asleep on us <laughs> at that time of the morning. And we've got lots to talk about today. So, Zanny, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I became a parent uh, six and a half years ago and shortly after that started blogging um, and that was, yeah, it was really because I wanted to get into writing. Um, and I'd heard from a few different sources that blogging was a really good way to, uh, yeah, gain attention from um, publishers, but also just develop a practice in writing. And I got carried away with the blogging itself, though, and, you know, started connecting with the blogging community and really loved blogging for the sake of blogging and uh, sharing my parenting experiences. And, yeah, it became a real sort of art form in itself, um, a reflection of my life as a parent. Um, And I just sort of rolled with it and, you know, kind of, Followed along with the different opportunities that came about. Um, I was writing for MumGo, which was a parenting site at some point. Um, and, yeah, there was a few little things like that happening. And uh, then at some point um, I had the idea because I read a lot. I've always read a lot with the children and have, you know, written as well, but particularly reading the children's books. And I had the thought to contact a children, a children's publishing houses and ask, uh, for books to review on my blog and so I started doing that and uh, so it started to get these beautiful uh, shipments of books every month which was really wonderful for the kids and myself um, but also for my blog and and the more I got into that the more I was sort of sure that I really wanted to focus my writing on children's writing and so when I put that out there on my blog um, on my blog community um, people were really supportive and one lady in particular was very supportive and she also um, happened to be the um, managing director of a leading publishing house in Australia. So that was really wonderful because she was following my blog as another parent um, and she then invited me to send her a manuscript um, as a children's author and it just kind of, uh, yeah, went on from there and then the blog's been great for that. So anyway, that's all, um, yeah, been a really wonderful journey and now I'm still sort of blogging away but a bit less so at the moment because I'm overseas with my family and, yeah, I'm not in an usual routine. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to break up everything that you shared in that really interesting story. So the first segment was you wanted to share your parenting experiences. Yeah. So how did, so just a little bit more, how did that go from just be, being about parenting 
to then getting shipments of books that you can share with your children or review. What was the gap in between? What what made you go from one part over to this other part? Well, I guess I was never very um, – I never had a sort of clear agenda or plan with the blog. It was really because of the nature of writing a post, putting it up. Um, you know, it was quite sort of a, an immediate process um, and almost – well, especially initially, almost every day I was changing my blog. I was changing the look of it. I was changing the tone. I'd be reading other blogs and think, oh, yeah, I like that, you know, and I'd try and um, interweave it in. So I can't really say exactly what, you know, the actual step. There was no deliberate step, um, sidestep into reviewing. It was just like the whole journey itself has just been this organic kind of um, rolling, rolling with it and just seeing what happens. So it just sort of happened really organically. Yeah, and I love that because what you're saying is you tried different things and you saw how they went and and it seems like you were just, it was an organic movement to go to reviewing books. And then did how did that then end up with you getting all these lovely books on a regular basis? Like (laughs) did you approach them or did they approach you? Uh, Oh, actually initially um, that's why it happened. yeah, so like most bloggers, I received a lot of emails from um, PR um, agents suggesting clients who you might like to write for, etc. Um, and one of them was uh, representing Scholastic and in particular um, a new book from M. Fox and they asked if I wanted to interview her and here was I, you know, wanting to be a children's author and having grown up on Mem Fox and now my children were reading Mem Fox and I thought, wow, this is an amazing opportunity. Um, yes, please. And so that was my first foray into reviewing children's books. And so that was from Scholastic and then I just contacted them and said directly and said, um, would you be interested in me reviewing books? And so, yeah, consistently every month they sent me some books and I contacted a few other um, publishing houses and they too sent me books. So, yeah, not all of the books, of course, but just a selection of things that they'd like to promote. And I wouldn't review all of them either. I'd only review the ones I really, really liked and or had a sort of reason to interweave into a blog story. And you know what, I love what you just said then, that you didn't review all of them. No. You only reviewed the ones that you liked. So that gives a great deal of genuineness, authenticity, and you also then got your heart in that blog too. Yeah, definitely. No, I, yeah, I I gave away a lot of books and, uh, you know, they're not just went for my taste and maybe they're good books and everything. But, yeah, I definitely only reviewed things which – you know, I really liked or, or found moving in some way or, yeah, had some reason to talk about them. Okay. So then it, we went on to about where you ended up through your blogging having talks with other bloggers and you're saying that you made a connection with and a, and a friendship basically um, with a author, not an author, a publishing company here in Australia and that's how you – had your manuscript asked for, for your first chance and opportunity of publishing. But how do you go about connecting? Like when somebody speaks to you over, say, a tweet or over social media, um, what's your process? Can you think of in particular this one where you connected with the publishing firm? What was the the process that, like, how did they first contact you? And then... 
what were the steps leading up to you then publishing a book? Well, it wasn't really, um, yeah, it wasn't the firm as such. It was really the individual was the person. And um, she contacted me about a general parenting inquiry because I, at that time, now I don't write so much specifically about parenting um, advice or it wasn't really advice but sort of reflections on specifically on parenting. But at the time I was uh, I had a blog, my blog was called Heart Mama and I was writing specifically about gentle parenting and someone had put her in touch with me um, to ask about a pram, um, uh, not a pram, a cot recommendation and I didn't know myself, you know, so I asked my Facebook community which was an extension of my blog and then they came back with some suggestions and then she, you know, oh, thanks for that and would you like some children's books? I, you know, work for a children's house, a children's um, publishing house. So that's kind of how it happened and then, you know, she'd comment on my posts and, yeah, so it was just sort of an organic friendship like all of the blogging friendships that I've forged um, over the years of it's none of it's been particularly forced or engineered. It's really just sort of come about just because of a genuine connection and, you know, sharing of ideas and things like that. Thank you so much, Zani, because that's something that I wanted to highlight because I think it's really, really important. You Because you seem to have three types of bloggers. You've got the bloggers that do it because they love what they do. Then you've got the ones like yourself who who are open to opportunities and they just it's just organic flow. They just seem to slip into things and it ends up being where their heart is and that's where it works out and, and, been, and it ends up being a success. Um, and then you have those who are who are structured and strategic, and everything they do is like a a move on a chessboard. Um, and so, what I wanted to do was share with our listeners the importance of doing things from your heart and being genuine, and that's where the real success lies. So, thank you so much, Sani, for confirming that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah, well, I'm definitely not of the structured or planned school. <laughs> I mean, it can work, but I think your story is beautiful in the sense that you you are focusing on what you have a um a deep appreciation and love for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. It's and and that's always been and it's a bit what's happening at the moment that um. I'm not blogging so much because I'm not – initially I was really um, concerned with kind of keeping up viewer stats and whatever, um, whereas nowadays I, re- I really will only write something if it's something I really need to write or I really want to write or I've got a real motivation. You know, like that's just where I'm at at the moment. Um, so – and the blog's taken different forms and shapes over the years because of that reason, because I'm not – particularly structured or planned or have a commitment to writing certain number of posts on certain days. Yeah, I know that works, but for me at where I am at the moment, that's not, you know, what I'm doing with the blog. And that ties in really nicely, Zany, with last week's guest, Vanessa, when she said that she does what suits her and what works for her. And that's sort of like it's just become a message two weeks in a row for our listeners out there. If um, if you're thinking, oh, maybe I need to be structured, maybe I need to follow this plan or that plan, what you may need to also do is just sit back, reflect and say, I need to do what suits me and what works for me. So thank you so much for that. Zani, can we also, I would love to hear about your books. You've got, um, is it two or three books out? 
Um, well, I've got one published and one being published, so it comes out next year. Um, so I've just received the cover and the proofs for the second book, so that's really exciting. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Really, it's initial, yeah, and I've seen the book itself except that now it's going to print. So that's, you know, very exciting um, stage of the book. Um, but, yeah, I've got one book um, on the shelves which is Too Busy Sleeping, and that's illustrated by Anna Pignataro. Wonderful. Okay, could you just take us through maybe in, you know, five or six steps, if that's possible, to condense it down, for the process of actually publishing a book? What what comes first? Well, um, of course, it's different in if you're self-publishing, but in or in adult fiction or in non-fiction, of, they're all different um, processes. But for the children's picture book, um, uh, phase the first step is um well having contact with the publisher in some respect often you don't have uh there's some publishers who accept um unsolicited manuscripts which means you can just send them um to them and they invite you to send them um or you can contact an agent and the agent will do that on your behalf um and so the first step is getting your manuscript looked at and at that stage um the publishing house will decide whether it's interesting for them or not um, and then they'll if it is then they'll take it through their sort of acquisitions um, committee and so various people have to decide that it's a book that you know is likely to sell and whatnot and then um, there'll be discussions about uh, in my case who the book will be illustrated by and then they need to ask the illustrator and once that's all been approved um, the book will go to you know illustration and editing um so my part at that stage is quite sort of uh usually complete um because we will have done the edits by that stage and then um the book then once it's all been illustrated it gets designed and put together and then sent off to the you know publisher uh, to the printer and then it's yeah uh sold in bookshops so that's pretty much the that's the step mm. yeah so, Zaini, how much how much input do you have once the once the publishing house has said, yeah, we love your work, and it goes into into um, the process? So, between you and say the illustrator, because that is a that I imagine would be quite a crucial point in uh, children's picture books because the picture really must tell the story of how you want it told and and the words because you don't have a lot of words in picture books yeah and that's um and yeah definitely with picture books um at least half of the story should be told in the pictures um so you're really uh the job is just to provide really the bare minimal words um but the rest can be done in the pictures um so that was my first sort of learning curve um with the uh, editing process was I think my initial manuscript was 500 words and then, or 550, and then it came back down to 350 or something. Um, so that many words could be lost in the, because uh, I was told oh, those sort of things can be in the pictures, you know, so you don't, you don't actually say that yourself mm. in the writing. Um, so all the, how, all the publishing houses and editors work differently, but um, with mine, uh, the process is very much, um, the edits are done and between the publisher and I, we, you know, finalise the text and then 
her relationship with the illustrator is quite separate. So she then, or at the same time, liaises with the um, illustrator and they decide on the um, images together. So I don't work with the illustrator at all at that process because really my story this my story uh the, my words should should be sort of the skeleton and really the illustrator adds a whole nother dimension and that's the exciting part of it so for me that's that's the fun bit you know seeing how they're going to recreate the story yeah Oh, that's great. Um, so just in in relation to, because this is something that um, I was talking to a blogger about just recently, editing down your work, because she had uh, the obligatory, you know, there sort of is that, that thought out there that you should have at least 800 to 1,000 words for a blog post. And she decided she didn't want to have the longer blog post she wanted shorter blog posts but because she's such a detailed person she was always writing so much and she wanted to break it down how do you take something like you were saying a 500 uh, word book or in this case if she had a 500 word post how would you then edit it down or is that something that the publishing house had to really do for you well, yeah, initially, the, especially with the first edit of my book, there was a lot of um, learning for me, you know, and I was lucky to be able to see all of the edits and, and sort of the thinking behind that. But, um, yeah, essentially, well, in my case, it's anything that can be told in the pictures should be cut out. But also, um, yeah, there's a lot of um, extra words you use um, to explain one idea you know so yeah often an idea can be expressed in far less words um so it's just about particularly with a picture book but also with a blog post um you know it's about being economical with words so there's kind of a little uh tightrope between having a a voice which is natural and distinct um and also having really clean um text which is hasn't got any extra kind of flab you know bits which aren't necessary um and for me for example especially my blog posts which are quite um stream of conscious you know i edit them as much as possible but um they're they're not highly edited um so often i'll i'll repeat myself or i'll sort of and and often that's a bit intentional you know a little bit sort of poetic or rhythmic or whatever um, but with the picture books, you know, it's usually sort of as clean as possible. Um, yeah, so, and, and I write um, professionally, like write um, uh, course material and course books and training material, and I've been doing that for uh, seven years nearly, uh, or over seven years, and I've written thousands and thousands and thousands of words and every year, you know, I get more and more naturally, more and more succinct. Um, and I think it's just practice, really. Like you just, yeah, learn to put your words in a vacuum and you learn to recognize which words aren't necessary anymore and that you've already said it here. And, and one of the best ways, of course, is reading it aloud because you straight, once you read it aloud, you straight away hear those redundant words which don't mm. cause phrases that don't need. And so many things are a cliche. You know, when you first write something immediately, mostly it's a cliche sort of way of saying something. So in the picture books or in any type of writing like that, 
um, you're often changing those cliches and making them a bit more fresh and original. So all of that's sort of part of the editing. Mm-hmm. Zany, I fully agree with you in terms of the reading aloud. Um, that is so important, whether you are uh, doing it as a as a writer for a blog post or for your book that you're writing or course material, whatever. That is one of the biggest points that I would love listeners to take away. Just finally, before we go, now I know that blogging and what you have been doing uh, in terms of being an, an author and writing children's books, that's opened the way for other opportunities like the writers' festivals and coaching. Do you want to tell yeah. us a little bit about that just before we wrap things up? Yeah, no, that's been, a, again, a very organic and exciting kind of development Um and for, I've just started um, coaching a client here um, in her path to becoming a children's book um, writer. Um, and I've run blogging courses in Amsterdam, in Byron Bay and around the place. Um, and, yeah, basically well, I like teaching people um, and I like running courses and workshops. So I sort of naturally gravitate towards that. Um, and I just had the idea after blogging for a few years, oh, maybe I can teach some people how to do this. So I proposed it to the local college um, and they were really enthusiastic and we had a booked out course and every semester it gets booked out and at the Writers' Festival it was booked out really quickly as well. You know, it's something people, learning to blog is something people feel a little bit um, nervous about um, quite often, particularly if they don't use, a lot of my clients are older or don't use computers so much. Um, so, or there's various reasons which might be holding them back. So I just help them kind of get the confidence to take a leap forward. And they're really exciting, dynamic workshops. And also with my one-on-one coaching where it's, um, yeah, I get really excited too about all the possibilities for the person. Um, and people bounce the ideas off each other and sort of come up with great directions and, yeah, uh, ideas for where they could take their blog and how to take the first step and how to actually build the blogs. That's great. Zanny, we're going to have to wrap it up there, Um, although it has been absolutely wonderful talking to you and thank you so much for being up at 1am in the morning over in the (laughs) Netherlands. Tell us, tell our readers, um, tell our listeners, (laughs) I'm in in blogging mode, tell listeners how they can get in touch with you. Uh, Well, my blog is My Little Sunshine House, if you'd like to have a look, Um, and my website is zannylouise, Z-A-N-N-I-Louise.com. Um, and I've got a Facebook page, a link to both of these. And, of course, we'll have those um, put up on our website over at www.aussiebloggerspodcast.com. If you'd like to get in touch with Zanny, you can do that. And while you're over there, you might like to go to iTunes and rate and review us, especially if you've really enjoyed the interview with Zany. So thank you so much, Zany. We're so honoured to have you on our podcast. And there's so many beautiful little gems that you shared with bloggers, particularly those who have thought about, you know, I wonder if I could write a book. And I feel that this podcast is going to be so inspirational for them. Okay, great. Well, um, yeah, lovely to talk to you and I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Zany. Bye. Thanks, Zany. Bye. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Aussie Bloggers Podcast. If you would like to become a part of the Aussie Bloggers Podcast family and suggest a featured Aussie blogger or just to say g'day, visit Tan and Amanda at aussiebloggerspodcast.com or at bloggersupportforall.com. 
If you'd like to leave a review, they would love that too. Keep an ear out for the next Aussie Bloggers podcast coming your way soon.